It's a new year, new sports, baby. Welcome back to this podcast. And today it's just me. So you might call it a sporty masturbation. I'm sorry for that joke, but I don't really know. I mean, we got a sporty threesome, we got sporty sex. It's just me today. So it's just sporty masturbation. The boys and I had very conflicting schedules this week, and I was unable to uh, get scheduled um, early shifts like I would have liked, um, except for on literally New Year's Day, and we also weren't able to record that day. So it's okay. We're fine. We're back. We're good. And by we are back and we're good, I mean, I'm here. I hope that you guys won't mind me rambling for a little bit. Um, because this week was really, really good in sports. Um, but I hope that everybody enjoyed your New Year's. Um, I... Uh, this isn't really like New Year's, but I guess more like holidays news. I'm 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 now trying to like do like personal anecdote type, uh, like introduction to the podcast. You know, getting into it. I was able to give Ian, um, his Christmas gift finally, and it was a, uh, um, it was like a little Dark Souls figurine, and. He, uh, he really liked it, and I'm glad he did. He got a, a cool character that he likes, and he surprised me with a Christmas gift. I did not know he was going to get me a Christmas gift, but he did have a very long time to get me one, uh, because he did not he did not have one planned initially, but I guess he he decided in the in the anticipation, in the run up, to uh, to me giving him his gift. He got me this little Funko Pop of Aaron Donald, dude. It's so sick, and I also don't know if I've showed off this LeBron Funko Pop, but. Bro, I got me some LA goats, man. Even though my team is the Rams, baby. Yeah, we still got jokes around here. It's just me. <laughs> All right. Um so yeah, that's been that's been what's going on with me. Why don't we get into some to some football? To or you know what? Basketball. Basketball is the thing that we'll get into first, be just because I think it'll, I think it'll take shorter. So, um, a lot has happened this week. I'll just open up talking about the Lakers because it's just me and like, what else are we gonna do? Let's get the conversational juices flowing. Um, I can talk about my Lakers all day, every day, and goddamn. I wish that I did not have to talk about this Lakers team the way that I'm about to because we have lost the last three games. We are on a three-game losing streak. And the last game that we won was we beat Charlotte. Um, LeBron had 17 and 11, 11 assists, that is. Um... And he played point guard, which I feel like has actually been going pretty good um, for us lately. Right now, D'Lo is injured. Right now, Rui is injured. So we've been using Christian Wood a lot. Um, we've also gotten to see Max Christie have some okay games off the bench. And so basically, like, we've had to... Other guys have had to have had to step up, um, and it's just really been a shame the way that uh, this has all gone down. Um, LeBron started playing. I don't remember if I mentioned this on the last, or if anyone mentioned this on the last podcast, but 
LeBron put up 40 at Oklahoma City um, before we recorded that podcast. And that was a pretty a pretty smart move because the thing about LeBron is he's been around so long, so he really sees the court super well. He can still run fast. Um, and so he's able to he he's able to play that point position pretty well. Even though historically for the Lakers he's played power forward, which is so crazy the way that he will play point guard, but he won't play small forward. I don't I feel like we don't have LeBron at small forward as much as much as we used to. Maybe that's why we need bigs, you know? We need more big guys. We should use Christian Wood more often. Let's get LeBron to the three. Let's get Rui to the three as well. I really feel like Rui could shine a lot at the three. Um, cause like Rui's like what? Like six seven, six eight. Let me look this up real quick. Yeah, he's six eight. What bro, I know this shit. I just need to like whether he's six eight or six seven, which is what I thought he might be, like, what am I what am I? questioning myself over if it's one thing that i'll know is i'll know the heights of sports players and we'll even get into that later um spoiler alert but yeah like like that's a that's a pretty i mean like Rui has played power forward for us before so like i'm just kind of on a ramble at this point i was just talking about lebron but Rui's been out so we haven't had uh his his mid-range game we haven't had his um like athletic ability uh, like running past guys um, and his three-point ability to be honest as well I mean we just tonight we we lost a horrible um, now this is just the Lakers podcast but hey that's what uh basically Rui is really good for us and I I want to see him shine I feel like he can he can um, beat up on smaller on smaller dudes and I feel like dudes at the three position depending on like i mean we just lost to the heat which sucked um that was our most recent loss we lost to the heat i'm watching the highlights which are the lakers getting blown out at home to start the first quarter and they can't make a field goal but by the end of this i will tell you who sold lebron had two points at the half that's not who i'm saying sold but i mean like when we're talking about like horrible efficiency, you hate to see it, man. I don't know. I don't really know what else to tell you. LeBron had 33% um, efficiency. He had 12 points. Oh, he played. Um, he played uh, power forward this game. Yeah, that's why. That's why we don't start Torian Prince, man. Torian Prince had. Torian Prince missed five field goals, man. We took his ass out the game for real for Max Christie, who ended up having 14 points on 41% efficiency, which isn't too bad. But at some point, if you're Torian Prince and you're missing every single three, he was 0 for 6 from the field. And listen, I have a pre. Torian Prince can ball off the bench, man. Like, I really feel like Torian Prince is the kind of guy who, like, Listen, we have said it time and time again on this podcast about Lakers players not being able to hit a damn three. And look at what Malik Monk is doing on the on the Bucks, on the Milwaukee Bucks. That fool is balling out. He's having a career year in Milwaukee. And oh wait, did I say Malik Monk? I meant Malik Beasley. Um, but speaking of former Lakers who are balling out, um, he put up like 30 in a game uh against the oh what was oh against the magic just just also tonight it was a double ot game um yeah malik monk put up like 31 and orlando yeah that was a crazy game we can talk about that later um i gotta stay on track but basically in this heat game um AD had 29, 17, and 6. He had 3 steals and 5 blocks. As far as I'm concerned, that is a wasted AD masterclass. It reminds me of the um, 
of the game from oh where was it i know i oh yep, 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 yep we lost to minnesota by two the other day oh man this week has been such a terrible week in lakers losses man it's been so terrible um we lost to minnesota by two and lebron hit what would have been a game tying shot if like very teensy weensy eensy tip of his shoe did not touch the three-point line and it became the longest two in nba history it had to have like his entire body was behind the three-point line except for a molecule of his toe and listen I understand that's, like, how the game works, but if we're being, like, honest, that's a three. I recognize that upon replay, they overturned it, and the, the big, big basketball wants you to believe that was not a three. They, what, what will, what would this have done for LeBron's legacy? And now I'm turning into Patrick Mahomes complaining after a loss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny well yeah i mean ad in this game uh in minnesota he had 33 17 and 8 he had four steals and two blocks that's a like ad has been going off that is why can you see it in here yeah okay i i have the anthony davis jersey hanging up right now because i want it to be known that this man is like like a top five player in the nba right now like i'm being so fucking for real right now it's sga it's luka Jokic. people are gonna hate me if i don't say in mb but i don't want to i think anthony davis is up there I'm looking at teams now to see if there's anyone that I'm missing. I mean, Tyrese Halliburton, maybe not top five right now, but he's easily top 10. Man, fuck it. Playing right now? Uh, fuck. I don't know. I don't want to say... I'm not going to say Joel Embiid. I'm a hater. I don't like... If we're talking about... I'm not talking about, like, putting up stats. I'm talking about best players in the NBA. So maybe, so maybe I'd put Jason Tatum up there. I don't know. But they just lost against the um against the thunder who has like sga who you know what yeah like put him up there in top three for mvp right now i think for me it's like Jokic, luka and sga for for mvp right now but that's besides the point ant had 31 in that game lebron had 26 it was a pretty crazy game there was a lot happening then we lost to the Pelicans, our next game. LeBron had 34, 5, and 8. Zion, B.I., and C.J. McCollum all had over 20 points. 26, 26, and 22, respectively. You can't beat that firepower. I mean, you get that from... You get that from LeBron and AD every night. Well, you get that from AD every night. It It's starting to feel... I don't know what I don't know what's going on with LeBron right now, but he is not. Well, I mean, he, here I'm talking about a game where he had 34, so maybe I'm being dramatic, but I don't know. LeBron just this very night had a 30. He he missed two thirds of his shots. Like, I don't know, man. Sorry, I'm sorry, LeBron. My my Funko Pop King. It it was his birthday too. Why am I talking so much shit? Maybe that's why he's doing bad. He finally turned 39. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He did actually turn 39. But yeah, happy happy uh, belated birthday to my glorious King LeBron. Um, you've brought me many a, many a joy watching this game. Um, and uh, you, are the, you are the greatest of all time. Um, but speaking of this heat game that just happened, basically, like, we couldn't make a single shot to start the, the first half. Um, LeBron had two points at the half. Um, Max Christie was kind of doing good. Um, 
at one point though we ended up getting it within two in the fourth this is like basically clawing our way out of that and then after after we bring it within two this is what happens ad blocks a shot just standing he's just standing there and kevin love like isn't able to like get the shot because ad is taller than him and then he like gets his own rebound and kind of like re he just like relocates it to duncan robinson who's like um he's like in motion into the corner and he hits a three and then they just kept scoring on us and it it just didn't go well i mean like the uh, NBA app headline for this, I believe, is something like uh, Heat Lean on Balance, which to me just sounds like, like, that's the most neutral way of saying, like, this team was better than you. We lost by 14 points in this game, and you're like, Heat Lean on Balance. I understand why they say that. The Heat had an eight-man rotation this game, and every single one of them had double digits. Kevin Herter had, like, 20 points, but, like, the rest of... Every single starter was double digits, and three of their bench players were in double digits. That's insane. That's actually insane. The Heat are a very... I mean, the Heat are a very well-balanced team. Like, um, the Heat's new rookie, um, Jamie Hawkes... Correct me if I'm wrong on that pronunciation, by the way. I love to learn. But uh, all I'm saying is that Heat team has a lot of dudes. Jimmy Butler, Kevin Herter, uh, Kevin Love, who did have uh, double digits in this game. Like, everyone contributed. Um, and they played good defense, too. Obviously, the Lakers were were unable. We only scored ninety six. They kept us under under a hundred. That's like, that's not acceptable. You know, like we've got to be better than that. And so, the thing is, there's some talent on this Lakers team that I really feel like Torian Prince. I think you gotta go, man. And I felt like this for a while. Gabe Vincent, you gotta go, man. Um, like, we... Other than that, though, I feel like pretty much everyone is safe. Oh, Cam Reddish, you gotta go. But he is low-key a clamp. I don't know, man. I don't know. This Lakers team has, has a lot of holes. But people want to talk about dealing... Rui Hachimura or Austin Reeves and I'm like or D'Lo even and it's like we've got guys we've got guys we're like maybe maybe like one maybe one like power forward away maybe one center away maybe we just need one good center and like maybe that's Christian Wood I don't know I don't know yet why is Porzingis having a career year and Christian Wood is not doing, is not getting like to see the court at all? Aren't they like low key the same player? Anyways, so that's my Lakers rant right now. Um, I also wrote down the Lakers need to fire Darvin Ham because this shit is not working. Um, that uh, that's really unfortunate. Um. So one of the other things that I wanted to mention about um, the NBA this week is that uh, th there was a crazy, I, I, I really wanted to see what the, um, what Orlando is all about, because I haven't really been all that caught up with, with Orlando basketball. They used to be the third seed, and now it seems that they've kind of, like, um, regressed to the mean, if you will, and are now the sixth seed. So we'll see what happens. They're currently on a three-game losing streak. Um, speaking of streaks, uh, the Pacers are on a five-game win streak, um, and they're the fifth seed right now. So all I'm saying is... All I'm saying is, 
the Pacers are the Pacers are a good team, but what I want to talk about is uh this Orlando Sacramento double OT game. I wanted to see some Orlando basketball. I wanted to see some Sacramento basketball, and I felt like this is really good to see that. Um, this had a great story. Paolo is unaware of the eight-second shot clock off the inbound, but he follows it up with great defense, a crazy layup, and after De'Aaron Fox misses a pull-up two, Paolo hits a crazy pull-up three. And that puts the... Um, I believe that puts Orlando up by two, and then Malik Monk um, ties the game off of a cutting drive for two, and now it's overtime. That happens at the end of the fourth quarter, and man, like Malik Monk really shined in this game. Paolo ended up in this game with, with 40 points, but Malik Monk also did really good, and he had 30, 31, I think. Um, but yeah, Paolo drains a three in overtime, followed by a Harrison Barnes running three buzzer beater, and the Sacramento announcer says he may not answer when you call, but he's always on time, which is kind of a crazy thing to say about a player, you know, like, he never, he never... Like, if you need him to do something, he won't do it, but, like, I mean, I guess he's just calling him clutch. I don't know. I Like, that's just a, such a funny thing to say. Um, and so at the end of the first overtime, th there's a sequence where, like, the, um, essentially, Orlando is trying to answer back with limited time left after the kings just went up by some points they can tie the game with a two and so um i think i think paolo is like dribbling the ball down the court and he loses the ball but i think it got tipped by somebody because they immediately go to an inbound play where um paolo he he gets the pass off the inbound and just like hits it off the glass and it goes in and now it's the second ot um and not not really much happened i it was there was the f end of regulation and the first overtime had a lot of crazy things happen but not really not really in the second in the second ot but you know, Sacramento ends up pulling it out. Orlando reminds me of a young um, Oklahoma City, I would say. I know they're both, like, top six seeds, but, you know, Orlando has guys, Franz Wagner, or Franz Wagner? I don't know, man. Um, uh, Paolo, I mean, they got guys over there, for real. And so... Joe Ingles, Markel Fultz, Wendell Carter Jr., Cole Anthony. Yeah, like they got they got names over there. Um and so that was uh that was just a crazy game. Um Malik Monk is really good. Uh Sabonis is really good. And uh yeah. Um where do the Kings rank in the West right now? Let's 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 keep up with their uh, their to dos. They're fifth in the West, yeah. So they're doing pretty good. I think fifth is actually like where I know. Well, I think I had them fourth actually. Also crazy, crazy, wee woo, wee woo. Uh, the Clippers are um on a four game win streak and are the fourth seed in the West right now. Wee woo, wee woo. Um, isn't that kind of fucking crazy, dude? Is that kind of insane, dude? Um, my my Clippers at the second seed is only it's only up from here, man. It's not looking as crazy as I thought. I had the, I believe I had the Clippers higher than either of my either of my co-hosts, and um, 
I'll take uh I'll take this as a win personally. But um after watching the uh after watching doing my research for this episode after watching the last um the the heat game and um this double OT game I went to look at Matthew's Twitter um because I just wanted to, he he'd be tweeting about sports sometimes and um I I just wanted to know what what his thoughts were about about the NBA this past week and so one of the things that I remember him saying earlier was this Boston at Oklahoma City game convinced Matthew quote that the Thunder will probably make a crazy post a crazy run this postseason and honestly I see what he means the way that like this team was able to match blow for blow with the number one ranked Celtics team both Jason Tatum and Porzingis put up 30 points in this game like that doesn't happen by accident um i thought shea looked incredible he set a new personal record and threes made this game um jason tatum be hanging on the rim i saw that a couple times in this game where he just like like i've seen ad called for like like way less for like un an unreasonably amount less than that but homeboy was like hanging on the rims and like i noticed it once and i was like ah, i'm gonna let it go and then he did it again and i was like i have to bring this up um chet hit a clutch three to keep the thunder afloat i mean like the whole time this oklahoma city team was in the driver's seat uh the celtics were trying to play catch up this whole the entire time basically like it was like going back and forth at some point like in the third quarter but there came a point in the fourth quarter where they just pulled away they just weren't able to get it done this oklahoma city team is really good shea is a top is a top five player in the league right now and um like there's he, he can just score every single way he can score from three he can get he can drive to the paint he can hit a fadeaway jumper like he's he's got it all his bag is complete he has aura bro <laughs> um but yeah that's uh um in like nba news uh let's see oh the pistons losing streak snapped and that's actually a pretty uh it was a pretty interesting event because what happened was um there was actually m more news is that uh the knicks and the raptors traded away players well which is a way that you can say that basically the knicks received og ananobi and Pre precious achua and the raptors receive rj barrett manual quickly and Pistons 2024 second round pick. I don't really know how much this like improves the Knicks. Uh Matthew said that the uh Matthew said that the the Knicks fleeced the Raptors, which I think is kind of insane. I feel like RJ Barrett and IQ aren't like horrible players, but I do understand how like OG and Precious will will really only like improve that team basically um give up same position players and only a second round pick like you've just gotten better and and spent a second round pick oh on new year's day i think um or it might have been on the second yeah i think it was on the second but the for the first jazz triple double since carlos boozier 16 years ago on the mavs bro that's crazy listen luca has been having a fantastic year and his his production has not dropped off Kyrie is healthy you know right now i believe the mavs are the oh the, the mavs are the seventh seed right now after uh 
if they didn't lose that game, I do believe that they would be comfortably in the sixth seed. But, I mean, this Mavs team is doing really, really well. And I think they will end up in the playoffs, um, even if they have to do it through the play-in. I wish I could talk up the, the Mavs a little bit more, but I just, uh, I'm just not a Mavs fan, you know? I don't know the ins and the outs like that. I know Matthew's been, like, pretty frustrated. He's been talking about trades and stuff like that, and I feel like Joby and I have been advocating for, like, holding on to the players that we have. We haven't really, like, seen the full potential of this team, I feel like. We've been injured. Luckily, our two stars haven't been injured, so, like, we've been able to, like, stay afloat sometimes. Like, they'll have 30-point games. Um, AD will have 30, uh, 30, 10 games and, like, five blocks and a steal just like he's sleepwalking the reason that we can't win games is not because of the personnel i feel like it's mostly because of the coaching and i feel like the mavs team really needs like i don't know i know that uh matthew was talking about how he wanted to get um dylan brooks um there's other trade rumors going around and i don't know i i understand is all i'm trying to say um, let's see. The Bucks have lost to the Pacers four times this season. Um, this time it was 130 to 142. And the, the, these are two teams with no defense, which I think is so fucking funny to me. Rick Carlisle had a, a quote who is the coach of the Pacers. And he has also noticed this problem within the team. But he said, like, um... Dating a pretty girl is no fun. He was like, a pretty girl is no fun when you realize she doesn't play defense or something like that. And I was just like, what dog? What are you talking about? This man is spit. This man is burning shit. He, he cooking nothing. Money for fun. All right. Well, that was this week in basketball. Um... Things have been... Oh, let me let me check my notes. No, no, no. I've, I've been checking my notes. Yeah, that's this week in basketball. We're good. Um, so now we'll move on to football, which is heating the fuck up. We're entering week 18, ladies and gentlemen. Buckle up, buckle up. Everyone buckle up. It's football week 18. That is... Um, to the left by B by Beyonce oh irreplaceable that was uh irreplaceable by Beyonce so let's start off chronologically for this week 17 in football the Lions and the Cowboys played football which was fucking insane um the Cowboys really were like in the lead for most of the game it really felt like they were the ones who were in control of this game um but the Lions got a couple of crucial stops towards the end and one of the most controversial calls i've seen in a regular season game happened in this game and all i gotta say is the refs are dog shit because basically what happened is that the lions tried to do like a an offensive lineman touchdown right a group of O-linemen go up to the refs to try to basically disguise the fact that um, one of the linemen, a different lineman, was going to um, like be eligible to receive the ball. And so, to explain this for people who aren't as familiar with the rules of football... Every player has to report as eligible to catch the football. Um, this is just to, like, make sure the defense, like, is able to, like, match up their personnel properly um, and doesn't give the offense an unfair advantage. Because if, like, say, I don't know, basically, like, not not every single player on the offense is allowed to catch the football. Um, 
And so sometimes you can declare a lineman, an extra lineman, as eligible. But what happened was they had been declaring one lineman as eligible the entire game. And then they wanted to like switch it up at the last moment for this very crucial two-point conversion at the very end of the game i was watching the lines drive down the field it was beautiful jared goff was like throwing darts all over the field in order to orchestrate this this game-winning drive essentially they score the touchdown they're down by one and for the two-point conversion they just want to win the game there's like a penalty on the first end and so now it's a little bit longer of a two-point try they go for it anyways and they are unable well i mean they 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 get it they win the game but the ref threw a flag for ineligible receiver and so the play was taken away even though at least from what I understand, the he reported as eligible. And it was weird the way that it like went down, of course, like Dan Campbell set out several guys because um he wanted to like confuse the defense and it confused the refs. And it was just it was just really it, it, it was just a really tough situation, and so I need the world to remember this when we when we think about this game. CD Lamb had a really good game, but yeah, other than that, like, there's not too much more to say about this game. Holy shit, CD Lamb had 227 yards on 13 receptions and a touchdown. Thank God I looked at that, because I, yeah, that is, that is a generational game from cd cd's i think is is comfortably a top five receiver in the nfl i think that it's kind of at this point it's kind of hard to argue that like he just be receiving the ball so good um and um yeah that was the lions game let's talk about the rams for a moment we you you probably breathed a sigh of relief that I was not talking about one of my favorite teams for uh, at the start of the, the section for the sports and just instantly tune it out. But now I've caught you. I've talked about my other favorite team, the Lions. But you know what, Lions? You're not my friend anymore. I don't want to play with you anymore. Now it's time to talk about the Rams. Um, This game against the giants that we played was really insane because we needed to win this game this game clinched us the playoffs we are officially going to the playoffs ladies and gentlemen so that is sick we'll talk more about playoff matchups and playoff possibilities um because week 18 there's still a lot of playoff spots up for grabs so um the rams have already grabbed one and um this game was a part of that and thank god we did um the first drive we were moving the ball great there's a an amazing catch from pook on fourth down it was just like a fucking laser that stafford threw him that puka just holds on to oh never mind he did not he did not hold on to that actually i totally forgot to See, I was watching the highlights and I wrote this down and then I was like, hell yeah, laser to Puka Nakua. And then um, like as I like look up, it's like the pass was incomplete. And I was like, oh, God damn it. Kyron Williams had three touchdowns in this game. That was insane. Stafford started the game very efficient and then he overthrew somebody. And a safety in the back made like a sliding interception. It was a pretty crazy play from the defense. Right after this, the Giants fumble the snap on a fourth down and turn it over. And so within two minutes, the Rams get a touchdown from Coop. And Jordan Fuller intercepts Tyrod Taylor, which Demarcus Robinson returns with the fumble. And the Giants are able to get a field goal to end the half. Puka had a crazy catch. Um, hit a huge play and down, and it was finished at the one. 
um, by uh, Kyron Williams rushing touchdown. And so it's kind of crazy the way that Puka Nakua, I feel like this has happened multiple times this season where like Puka Nakua will like go down the field um, and almost get the touchdown, but he won't actually get the touchdown. This is the Lamar Jackson effect, but we will definitely go into that later. Um, there was a Tyrod Taylor bomb to Darius Slayton. Tyrod Taylor had a pretty good game this game. I mean, it was a, um, it was a one point game at the end of it all. So like, obviously, like he he kept them in there for sure, throwing the ball. He had three hundred yards. Like that's crazy. Stafford threw two interceptions, and Dane Belton had an insane game this game. He truly, um, yeah, he had two interceptions. He had a, uh, he had two pass deflections. I know he had um, a uh, fumble recovery. He was just all over on the field today. Shout out to Dane Belton, man. The Rams got stopped by the defense on back-to-back -back drives. The Giants pay the first stop off with a punt return touchdown where the returner gets stopped around the 20, but somehow breaks free and is able to go all the way for the touchdown. And so that was, I, that was literally like out of a cartoon, the way that that went down. The Giants then botch a two-point attempt, um, and it was a shovel pass to a wide-open Saquon Barkley. Doesn't go anywhere. Then the second drive they get... Um, Tyrod Taylor scrambles for many yards and then gets them within field goal range, but they miss the game-winning field goal. So, in this stretch since our bye, we've won two games off of missed field goals, which I think is kind of insane. Very lucky of us. Not that I'm complaining. Also, a couple of fun stats about this uh, Rams team. Let me just talk up our rookies a little bit more. Um, the Rams are first in interior pass rush win rate um which means not the edge players the defensive ends but the defensive tackles who line up on the inside of the defensive line they are um we are first in in pass rush win rate and that is because we have aaron motherfucking donald the best defensive player in nfl history and Kobe Turner, who I believe should have a very strong case for um, Rookie of the Year. Um, there are people out there who might say Jalen Carter. There are people out there who might say um, Will Anderson Jr. There are people who might say Brian Branch, who is a name that I'm throwing out there now because I just now thought of him. Um, because I had formulated this, this idea beforehand, but Kobe Turner has more sacks, more total pressures, more run stops, and more tackle for losses than Jalen Carter this year. Isn't that insane, bro? Everyone was on this man's dick, but literally Kobe Turner is, is better. He, li he's literally better. And, um... At least this season. I understand that um, Jalen Carter has been out-snapped by Kobe Turner. But I need people to understand, like, Kobe Turner is for real. He's very good. And we also got Puka Nakua. Right, I'm, honestly, I'm thinking the Rams win offensive and defensive rookie of the year. Like, I think it should happen. Um, And so, if uh, you were curious, the Saints are 28th in interior pass rush win rate. And if you were also curious, the Cowboys are 8th in pass rush interior win. Yeah, yeah, you, you understand what I mean. All right. So the other huge game that I want to talk about is this Miami-Baltimore game. Holy shit, bro. This game was amazing. I need to call out Matt Sponhauer of the Stay Hot podcast. Not that this matters, 
This is just a podcast that I enjoy listening to. Joby put me onto this podcast, and so now I listen to them too. But recently, after the fantastic, for me, MVP clinching um, case for Lamar, this man was like, because uh, Bladen, Bladen Kirk, who is also on that podcast, said this this shores up Lamar's MVP case, right? And then he was like, mm, well, they got to face Miami next week for the first seed. And it's like, hmm, that seems kind of crazy to me because after this legendary game that like we've basically been waiting for from the Ravens and Lamar and the Ravens and Lamar have been beating like playoff teams this entire year and we were just talking about how this 49ers team is like unstoppable who who else is going to be um is going to be better in the league right now um and so like yeah i don't know it's it's crazy to me and then lamar went like 18 for 21 300 yards and like five touchdowns i'm honestly like in awe by that because like again the thing that people always would shit on lamar for is his passing and i feel like that's silly because lamar has been a good passer since 2019 um and so i don't know it's it's just it just sucks um but lamar showed them all wrong this game um showed matt Sponhauer what's up he didn't he didn't need to he didn't need this game for his mvp resume but now i don't see i don't see how you can give it to anyone else at this point like truly when we talk about mvp of a team man like lamar is able to get the ball to people like in rhythm on time his creation ability is insane the only reason he doesn't have the counting stats is because literally i think it happened in this game let me look at my notes because like um there was a crazy oh yeah there was a crazy um obj catch it could towards the beginning of the game this was before i even knew what i was about to watch obj it was like a 30 yard catch that put them at the one and a half yard line and then gus edwards punches in the ball and even though that was lamar getting them there that's not going down in the books as a touchdown for lamar and so yeah this game was really dope uh devon a chan was really good uh, Tua threw a couple of bad passes to start the to start the game and um i mean Tua ended up throwing two picks so if uh one of the passes came out like a half second later than it did that's an interception and um there was also like a dropped interception so two had essentially four four turnovers that he would have been responsible for i thought it was kind of a rough game low-key um zay flowers had an insane catch um yeah like the thing that i kind of understood by the end of this is that these dolphins corners are like dog shit like maybe like just the secondary as a whole i don't really know what's going on um i know they have jalen ramsey but there's this play that i'll talk about later probably it was not very good it was just like the tackling for me man the thought that i had was like they got dudes like eli apple out there javon holland he slipped and let a Isaiah likely touchdown get scored, and it definitely would not have been if he made the tackle. Maybe it's just the corners who are ass. It was kind of even at first, but there was a. It, it was just a moment where like the um the Ravens special teams had a crazy play, and 
it kind of started slipping away from them at the start of the third quarter. Lamar threw five touchdowns. Two of them were to tight ends. One of them was to a fullback. Um, it was it was truly a day to behold. If you are a Lamar for MVP truther like I am, they just beat Tua and the previous one seeded Dolphins, I think. Um, and so that was sick. Another game this week that I watched, Tennessee at Houston. Um, they had a pretty efficient first drive. Um, and uh, there was also a miss, missed touchdown opportunity from um, Will Levis. And um, it looked like a good ball. And I was talking about how, like, I was like, that's a touchdown if that's AJ Brown and I totally forgot that they literally had AJ Brown like every day that goes by that the decision not to pay AJ Brown has been a a horrific one it felt like they had the training wheels a little bit on CJ Stroud which makes sense because he was coming back from a head injury um Robert Woods had a good game and uh yeah I mean like Shout out to uh, shout out to the Texans. Your playoff chances improve, and we will certainly get into that. Um, we also uh, had Arizona and Philadelphia play this uh, this past week. Um, I was just like, I bet the Eagles get booed in this game at the very start, and I don't remember if they did or not, but I know they booed the other team's players, so maybe that's the point. Um, there's also this moment where, like, Jalen Hurts throws, like, a deep crosser to who I thought was A.J. Brown, but it turns out it was just Julio Jones, and Julio Jones goes on to catch a total of two touchdowns in this game, but it was, it was honestly, like, really cool to see, and, um, both uh both Julio Jones and AJ Brown are like pretty much built like the same the same wide receiver, right? Like it's like a big frame, very fast, great hands. Like you you guys are the same and the Eagles have two of them, which I do think that is insane. Um AJ Brown is a little bit shorter than uh Julio Jones who stands at 6-3, but yeah. This game was kind of insane. There was like uh miscommunication that ended up for a 98-yard touchdown. Um there was a fake brotherly shove that turned uh into like a pass play from Kenneth Gainwell to Devonta Smith. Um and yeah, former Lakers or former Jets legend Michael Carter has a good game in Arizona. Um there's a dropped Devonta Smith bomb from Hertz. Um, the Cardinals running game is really good. Um, there's this crazy one-handed catch from James Conner. Um, and so, let me set the scene for you guys. Tied, going into the fourth quarter. The Eagles are at the like their opponent's 40. They go down and end up scoring a touchdown. Hashtag WYD. What are you doing? Well... What the Cardinals did was um, they respond like Kyler has an insane drive and then um, the Cardinals kick an onside kick, which is crazy, bro. Joby's been talking about it this whole time, but they really do be they really do be fighting. They really do. Uh, they really are scrappy. Beating this beating this Eagles team is really like sick and I really appreciate them for doing that. Um, and so, yeah, that's all really. Um, Greg Dorch played well. There's also like a lot of interesting things about the playoff picture right now. So right now in week 18, the Dolphins and Bills are battling for the division. The Jaguars, Colts, and Texans are all tied. And the Colts and Texans play each other for the seventh seed. So no matter what, I'm pretty sure 
one of them make it in. What's also crazy is how the Bills could get knocked out of the playoffs if they lose. Pitt loses, Jacksonville loses, or Houston and Indianapolis tie. Um, the Cowboys and Eagles are playing games for the division, and all the Cowboys need to do is beat the Commanders, and they'll have the tiebreaker over the Eagles. Tampa just needs to win their game to clinch the division. Either the Saints or the Falcons can both win the division, though, if Tampa loses, which happens to be whoever the winner of that game is, because in Week 18, the Falcons and the Saints face off against each other. Green Bay can get the seventh seed if they win against Chicago. Um, Seattle has to win their game and Green Bay has to lose. So we may not be getting the Seahawks in the playoffs this year, which would be kind of insane. Um, but yeah, I mean, like there, there's a lot of stuff that happened this week in the NFL and a lot of it, I didn't like want to go too in depth, like, you know, Patriots bills, um, was probably a good game, honestly. Um, the Falcons got beat by 20 points from the Bears. Texans beat the Titans by 23. Colts and Raiders kept it close. Yeah, I mean, like, it was it was insane, honestly. So I'll I'll just go into this final this final bit for the for the NFL uh for the NFL bit. After Arizona beat Philly, they now hold the fourth overall pick. Which means, like, are you still in Marvin Harrison Jr. range at that point? I don't know if you are. And I feel like that's pretty, like, I don't know, a pretty precarious place to be in. The thing is, though, it's right now, it's Chicago, it's Washington, oh, it's New England, and then it's Arizona. And so, it's probably going to be, especially if you're the... um especially if you're the commanders like you don't you don't have any loyalty to anyone like you're going to bring in drake may or caleb williams whoever decides to follow you to you at that point and so there were a lot of people saying the commanders need a quarterback and so that might be drake may and people oh i think i might have already said that but the other thing that i was trying to say is that um the the third pick now the new england patriots they now own the third overall pick so what are they going to do with that pick that's a very interesting pick because the first two quarterbacks are off the board the two essentially generational prospects are off the board you're not able to you're not able to do anything do you take Jaden daniels early early at that point or maybe it's not going to be early early at that point in retrospect but i don't really know what else to say um, so maybe Marvin Harrison Jr. falls to falls to Arizona at four still, but who knows? Yeah, that's all I gotta say about the draft order. Um, I think. Oh, one more thing. I'm gonna mention this now on this podcast because Joby Joby made um, Joby got like free money on a sports gambling site, and it's a very like common and well known one. So like, don't let that scare you. But this is what this it was. It's a four leg parlay for games on Saturday and Sunday. Gar, uh, I'll go in um, chronological order for for the audience. On Saturday, Indianapolis and Houston face off, and he chose Gardner Minshew at. Uh, He's taking him at one at 0.5 interceptions. And so he's saying that he will get at least one interception. Devin Singletary, anytime touchdown. So whether that's a catching touchdown, a running touchdown, or a special teams touchdown. He also got Josh Allen 0.5 passing yards, which is almost certainly going to work out just because... I guess they get a freebie in there every now and again. And also Tyreek Hill at 94.5 yards, which, you know, that should be like pretty automatic for Tyreek Hill on any given day. But it is scary. I'm not going to lie. It is scary. But yeah, so we'll see how that uh, goes this uh, this Saturday.
The Saturday and Sunday, that is. And so yeah, let's go into Pick'ems real quick. Alrighty, so since I don't have the boys with me, luckily they were kind enough to give me to send in their picks. Early Saturday game, um, the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Baltimore Ravens. I got the Ravens, so does Matthew and Joby. Um, I don't know if they're going to end up resting their starters. That doesn't feel like a horrible idea, but we'll see. And then the nighttime game is Texans at Colts. And I got the Texans, and so does everyone else. I'm looking forward to seeing one of the best rookie quarterbacks of all time take his team from the second overall pick, which chose him, and then got into the playoffs. That's 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 cold, man. That's cold. Our first Sunday game, Cleveland Browns at the Cincinnati Bengals. I got the Browns. Um, so does Matthew and Joby. Seems like we're all uh, all in unison so far. The Vikings are facing off against the Lions. I got the Lions, and so do my two co-hosts. We also got the Jags and the Titans. Um, I'm going to pick the Jags here. It looks like both of my co-hosts co are also picking them. Um, let's see, now we got Jets at Patriots. And it's looking like both of my co-hosts are choosing Jets. But right now, I have the New England Patriots selected. And I'll tell you why. It's a divisional matchup. Bill Belichick hates the Jets. And so, I don't know. I feel like this only makes sense to me. And also, like, it it makes parity easier in the league. Like, it, that, like, whenever you wonder, like, how the Cardinals, by the end of the year, are ending up with, like, four wins when you thought they were going to lose every single one. Yeah, you sneak a couple off of the Eagles or whatever. You know, they play hard. They fight hard. And so I feel like... New England is kind of like that team. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, the Patriots here. Between the Falcons and the Saints, who's going to win here? I'm picking the Saints, and so are my two co-hosts. So that's cool. We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Carolina Pan or Carolina Panthers. We all got the Bucks, so that's cool. Matthew has the Bears. I have the Packers. Um... And that's crazy because I don't have the Packers. I was just reading Joby's text. Joby has the Packers. You guys know me. I'm going with the Bears. Um, Denver Bronco at Raiders. Um, I got the I got the Raiders in this one just off of vibes, to be honest. Um, Matthew's got the Broncos. Uh, Joby's got the Raiders. Um Next, it's the Eagles at the Giants. I got the Eagles. So do my two co-hosts. Um, next, we got the Seattle Seahawks against the Arizona Cardinals. And I got the Seahawks here. Um, it doesn't look like Matthew picked this game in the text that he sent me. But I imagine that he would be picking the Seahawks. Uh, next, it's Chiefs at Chargers. And I'm going with Chiefs here. Um, it just makes sense. Rams at 49ers. Um, the uh, Joby has got the Niners, but Matthew and I both got the Rams. Um, so that's sick to see. I'm hoping that we win this game. That would be really dope. We also might sit starters because we have officially clinched a playoff spot. So I guess we'll see what happens. Cowboys at Commanders. Um, I got the Cowboys, so do my two co-hosts, and then it's Buffalo Bills at Miami Dolphins. Um, I got I got the Bills, and both of my co-hosts have the Dolphins. That's crazy. That is kind of crazy, bro, bro. If Joby has picked three games against me, if he wins all three against me, I'm pretty sure he takes the Pickham's crown. So, we've disagreed enough this week that the Pickham's crown is definitely up for grabs, I'd say. Um, which I think is kind of insane. But hey, that's sports, you know?
Alrighty. Well, speaking of sports, I gotta get out of here. Um, it's pretty late. I'm recording this late. I won't tell you how late, um, because uh, um, I like to keep things a mystery. You know, that's professional, right? I didn't. I didn't stay up uh, irresponsibly late to to record this podcast. Whenever I have a job in real life, but you know what? I really like this. This is this is something that's important to me, and. I also literally will not be able to record, um, like, no, like, it's just me, it's just me holding it down right now, and this is an important week in NFL, um, in NFL news, so I had to, I had to make sure that the people knew, that the people knew about what was going on, so, um, I'll end this one kind of abruptly, just because I'm trying to get to bed, but, uh, I hope all of you have a wonderful, um, new year it's a new year um and i hope that you accomplish all the things that you want to i hope that you're kind to yourself in this new year and um i can't wait to see so many more sports i can't wait to see so many more uh things happen we'll see the super bowl this year we'll see the finals this year um and then we'll see uh um we'll see the start of a new season in sports at the end of next year so i hope that you all achieve the things you want to achieve and you just have peace wherever you are in the world all right adios